All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, we talked a big game. But that was before the Celtics and, frankly, the Rockets stopped shooting three-pointers. So Marky, Marky Sal from Marky Sal Waldecourt joins me following game four of the Warriors' sweep of the Cleveland Cavaliers, which you and I called the last time we talked on this podcast. What's up, Marky? We said three and a half. Three and a half games, we said. Which we were pretty damn close. I mean, if they would have... We, lo- we were correct. Because really... And, we can, and we, we can get into game one for sure, but with the exception of game one and, and maybe game three, I mean, game two and tonight weren't even close. So let's call it what it was, which is basically a three-and-a-half game sweep. So, I mean, let's just start off with this. Did we just watch LeBron James play his last home game as a Cleveland Cavalier? I, I, you, would have to, you would have to think so. I mean... Especially based on you know the uncertainty of what that team is going to be next year. Yep. I, I would say that. Um, yeah, I, I, I think so. I okay, think so. I agree. Um, have you uh, listen? I, I don't know if it's if it's if these rumors started in Boston or not, but today I'm hearing rumors of like now all of a sudden LeBron to the Celtics rumors are starting to come out. Like, have you heard those today? I, I've heard them. I've heard them. It's it's all over Twitter. You know, we yeah. all hear the same things. I feel like true. And, and 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 so I just don't know what to think about it. Is it a head fake? You know, is he is he wanting people to think he might go there? So people, you know, are last minute shuffling things around. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that's very yeah. Up. Let's talk about how that makes no sense, considering that Kyrie Irving just opted, basically forced a trade out of Cleveland because he didn't want to play in LeBron's shadow. From a chemistry standpoint, they're already getting back Gordon Hayward. Um, They had a lot of guys come a long way this year. I'm not saying we wouldn't all love a talent like LeBron James, but from a chemistry standpoint and from a personnel standpoint, it just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. Even if LeBron wanted to come, I'm not sure like would Trader Danny even do that. You know what I mean? Well, I I think that that if if that were the case, then I think obviously Kyrie would be gone. I think that that's okay. you know, just how it would go. Um, so uh, I just don't know really what to think of it. I think it's you know maybe maybe it's not a head fake. Maybe he's just trying to keep all of his options open. You know, and Boston would be an attractive destination. You know, because of the the youth of the team and the talent that they have. Yeah. Um, you know the, the 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 assets that they have that they can get him and they can also you know make some other moves, but. Again, I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I think it's not really a filibuster freestyle exclusive to say that, you know, maybe just bringing up the Boston thing is is definitely a way to get the Philly people to be like, no, we got to do whatever it takes. Because they're a divisional rival. Not not only a conference rival, but a divisional rival. Absolutely. That's Uh, a scary thought, him going to Philly. No doubt. Now, lots of folks, of course, in addition to the Sixers, are saying Houston. The Lakers were the big talk all season, but I think everybody realized how bad the Lakers are. Um, and I wouldn't mind your thoughts on any of those teams, but what about the Spurs, man? And the chances of the Spurs salvaging the Kyrie relationship and LeBron going there. No state income tax. He loves pop. Um, and the Spurs are, are, you know, they're a proven winner in terms of being a, a well-run machine. And what do you think about my little theory there? I, I Well, listen, I'm a big fan of the Spurs as an organization, yep. and I, I love pop. I think, I think that would be like, the honorable choice, right? I think that that kind of would be um, LeBron saying, you know, I want to go to a good organization and, and, and play within their system. Um, 
you know, so I do, I, I like that move for LeBron. Um, you know, we'll see if it happens, but I, I do like that idea. Where do you think he really goes, though? I, I, you know what, I was saying the Lakers not long ago. At this point, I'd say it's between, I, I still think that the Lakers are a shot. I'd say Houston and Philadelphia are probably the, the, the two with the best chances, in my opinion. I agree with everything you just said. And I think unless the Lakers thing has been a wink-wink, nod-nod for like over a year, and he's just already committed because they're going to give him, you know, whatever, partial ownership when he's done and all that good stuff, unless that's just always going always gonna to be his final act, then I think the Lakers have played their way out of it, and I agree. I mean, who Houston, Chris Paul doesn't pull his hamstring, and I, and I think Houston wins that series, and they just won the NBA championship. So, uh you had you had Chris Paul back to that lineup, and you had LeBron back to or to that lineup. You know that that's trouble for the Warriors, in my opinion. Um, all right, so let's. I mean, I want to work backwards, but this game four. Let's just talk about this game four because the first two minutes, and then really, <laughs> pretty much the entire game felt like a regular season game atmosphere, and it's crazy to think that this was an elimination game for the Cavs at home. So, so this is what I said to Tullos after the, you know, the first five minutes of the game. Yep. I said the game's over, <laughs> even though it was close. The reason why is because for, for, for the Cavs to come out in, a, in an, elimin- an elimination game, they needed to come out and be the aggressors. They needed to come out and have the energy, win the 50-50 balls. Yep. Um, and and it, that just wasn't happening. So the fact that it was even a close game in, in the first quarter uh, – I knew it was over. No question. Well, all it was was the Warriors were just keeping a nice five-point lead, and then they, it was just a war of attrition of, like, whether we get hot or we don't get hot, they'll get cold. And they, they got cold. They got bitten by the same bug um, as the Rockets did in Game 7 and the Celtics did in Game 7, which was none of their threes were going. None of their role players played well. Um, nobody clearly wanted to go back to Oakland for Game 5. Um, you know, so there it is. Um Couple questions as a frustrated Celtics fan: How on earth was Jeff Green so good in Game Six and Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals, and then basically no showed for four straight games in the finals? I mean, that's been Jeff Green. That's been his thing the whole. That's his MO, right? His whole career, right? He's just been so hot and cold. And and but yeah, as a Celtics fan, that is frustrating. He looked like an All Star against us in, in Game Six. And then, and then he doesn't, you know, show up against the the Warriors. So it's definitely, uh, it's definitely tough to swallow. Right. Let me ask you this question: As a Celtics fan, are you glad that the Celtics didn't have to endure this type of a week long national TV beatdown from the Warriors, or do you still wish they had had a chance to gain the experience at the very least? I, I wish that they had had the chance to to gain the experience. Yeah. Um, you know, I certainly don't think that we would have won. I think we might have won a game, um, but but I, I wish I you know I, I think it comes down to you just never want your team to lose. You know, no matter how bright the future is or yeah. or what the chances are next year, you just never really want your team to lose. Heck yeah! Uh, this one wasn't planned, but I, I had a conversation earlier tonight with one of my buddies who's a Sixers fan. How about this Brian Colangelo thing? With, with with the burner Twitter accounts and the you know basically, you know the guy trolls Sam Hinkie out of town and then basically, you know, 
<laughs> has burner accounts to validate his decisions as the GM. I mean, do you think that's a long-term, uh, not even long-term, is that going to hurt the Sixers at all? Or are they just going to move right on? Well, I, I think that I think that they'll they'll move right on. I think that they'll um, they, they they have there's too much at stake for them. Um, you know, they're not gonna they're not gonna bring in you know B list C list talent yeah. um, in that role. So I think that they'll they'll have they'll pay the money to get somebody qualified, so they won't really miss a step there. I, I don't believe so. I think Colangelo is more of a name. You know, his father was a big deal. Yeah. I, I I don't think that he's that big of a loss. He's no Danny Ainge, put it that way. Correct. Crazy story, though, right? Oh, really crazy. It's a, it's a crazy Twitter thing going. It's, it just seems so unprofessional. So unprofessional. Uh, it, like, it, so, like it, to the it, point I of... I don't even know how that happened. Like, to like, the point so of, even if it was really your wife instead of you, why did she need five accounts? Okay, but, like, if he had the time on his hands to even help her think of that idea, then you're not doing it right. You're doing it wrong as a professional. You're doing it wrong. Yeah, I, I just you just don't do that, and you keep your job. It's one of those simple things. Like, yeah, don't do exactly. Like that, and you're still in that position. Like if you need five to fight five fake Twitter accounts to keep your job, but the chances of getting found out and definitely losing your job are the alternative side of the coin. <laughs> right. You just don't get the burner accounts. Boom. Easy decision. And hope for the best. Okay, back to this game. Back to this series. Back to the Warriors. Um. Okay. They just gave Kevin Durant the MVP. He had an unbelievable game three, and I think he had a triple-double tonight in game four. He was named MVP two years in a row. Was he your MVP? Did you think Stephen deserved it, Stephen Curry? What do you think? I think I think Steph was rolling towards it. I think that Steph would have absolutely got it just because they probably didn't want to give it to you know, the same guy two years in a row. Yep. You know, they do that in NBA, NBA. But, like, but then he just had that a horrible game three. Yeah, so bad, right? Like, it, it was, it was, it's just weird, you know? I feel like, didn't he not show up in a game last year, too? You know, he had like, yeah, really one of the games, game. maybe even the one they lost, I think, they, or maybe even game two, but yeah, he definitely had a, a tough game last year. Um, and in, Katie said yes in the background, so I'm validated. I was correct on that. Nice, nice. Well, as long as Katie agrees and, 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 and you know, that was the pick She's of the league. She's a fact checker. She's a fact checker. Crack Research Team uh, member Katie Saldana is the best. Uh, all right, here's a question for you, and she can answer too if she wants. Who ends up dethroning the Warriors? Three choices. Uh, injury problems, salary cap problems, or another NBA team straight up? And, I mean, of course, the, okay. answer, the answer is obviously another team's going to win, but, like, is it going to be because of the other two reasons instead? Um, I think it's. I think I don't think it's going to be injuries. Okay. I think, and I and I actually I, I'm going to step out of the. I think it's going to be more of like a beat, like a beetle situation. Okay. Right. I think that I just think that there's going to be too many superstars for too long, and I just think at some point that's just going to become a problem. Yeah. You know, I just think that. It, Okay, so for example, like Steph not winning MVP in, in the finals again this year. Yep. Now, two years from now, if Kevin Durant gets those MVPs two more years in a row, you know, Steph's got to be thinking, you know, there is, there is, you know, his legacy and, and a lot of things like that that kind of, kind of come into play. So, and, and, and also for, for me, Clay Thompson, I, I, I don't know how he, you know, he's such a talented player, and he, and he 
you know, gets moved down the down the, the, the totem pole there. So, so I think that it's going to have to be. I think it's going to be more like somebody's ego is going to kind of force a move out. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think it's a it's a negative thing. You know, I think that sometimes people just need to do their own thing, and so I I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, and I would I would file that under under salary cap more so just that like. Someone's gonna want a max deal, or someone's gonna want to be yeah. their own, someone's yeah. gonna want to be their own alpha dog, and therefore get a max deal. And so, really, it's like a nice way of filing it under salary cap. But I agree that it's probably, you know, it's it is it's that it's that hey, you're on the road together for eight months a year. You know, you're playing a hundred games a year, including the playoffs. Uh, even if you're getting along great, you're still gonna get tired of the situation. It gets monotonous, right? So. You know, even Jordan needed a break in the middle, right? So we'll we'll see. We'll we'll see. Do you think they get another one? You know, no one's three peated. I don't believe. Well, the Lakers three peated. Okay. Um, you know, and the Lakers. I think with the four in a row and lost the fourth one to the Pistons. I'm just trying to think through this. They obviously had beef between Jack and Kobe. Um, you know, these guys get along better than that. Uh, I don't know. Do you think these guys go to the finals and win it again next year? I mean, in the way too early I, I question? Do. You do? I, I do. I think that they do. I, I, it, well, I, I would say, other than, you know, seeing where LeBron ends up. Now, yeah, if yeah. LeBron ends up in, in Houston, then, I, the, you know, the, there's a good chance that Houston wins. Um, but I'd say other than that, I'd say that they probably, that they probably, would, like, even if LeBron goes to, Philadelphia, I think Philadelphia is still young and untested enough that Golden State would still be able to yeah them because they're just a more cohesive you know unit and that kind of thing. What would be interesting to see though is if let's say that plays out and let's say that the Phil, the Sixers make the finals next year and let's say the Sixers are for real for like say a three year window. I think it kind of goes the way of like. Back when the Pistons finally got over the hump on the Lakers, where they'll battle it for three years, but the Sixers might win the final two years because their guys are going to keep getting better, you know. And like oh, you said absolutely. early, like you said earlier, uh, even if LeBron le- regresses a little, I mean Embiid is going to get better if he stays healthy, and Simmons has to get better because he can't shoot right now, and you got to figure if it's his job to shoot, he'll get better at that. Uh, yeah, so you could see kind of a little bit of like a, a Pistons Lakers end of the night end of the eighties, beginning of the nineties thing, potentially, if LeBron does go there. I actually am gonna call that if he goes to Houston and they stay healthy, I think they get to the finals over this over the Warriors. I'm gonna go on Outlander's prediction right there. You know, why not, right? No one's gonna remember. I like this. it. All right. I like it. Mark Jackson has got to hate announcing the Warriors games in the finals. He was their coach before so Steve awkward. Kerr. He actually did a good job. Not a great job, a good job. They just kind of realized that he wasn't the right guy to get him over the hump. And all, all Kerr has done is obviously, you know, three, three titles in four years, four finals appearances. You know, they went 73-9 and nine one year. And then he even made, when he was sick with his back injury, whatever, Luke Walton looked like a Hall of Fame coach, which clearly, whether he is or he isn't, the players certainly matter because Luke Walton's not a Hall of Fame coach of the Lakers right now. So how much must Mark Jackson hate calling the Warriors winning their third championship in four years? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's like, it's like going to the movies and, and sitting behind your ex-girlfriend and her new boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like, it's just 
awkward. You, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, honestly, I felt that way the, the, after the first year when, you know, when Kerr replaced him and he was already on TV broadcasting the games. I'm just like, this man's doing a wonderful job of holding it together. And well, not, yeah. Like, not yeah. saying some negative things there because it certainly would be warranted. Now, at the same time, I could I can kind of see how maybe you know Mark Jackson might not run the most you know professional type ship that maybe they would need to be on that level. So I get the decision, but if you're Mark Jackson, you're thinking, hey, listen, that was my team. That was you my know, team. I had all those guys. No, That's brutal. No doubt, he's got to be thinking he could have at least gotten one title, right? Um, instead, he's sitting there with Van Gundy. They both hate life. They both they both need to coach or do something for. A, they both need a sabbatical. Also, your movie analogy was great. I'm gonna go one step further, and it's like if your ex girlfriend becomes a movie star and she's having like love scenes on the movie that you're watching with your current girl. It's like. Mm. No, not even your current girl. You're watching it with like your your uncle or something, like Jeff Van Gundy's right, your, your uncle. In his basement. Yeah, you know and he's I mean? like, damn, like, your girl's hot. Damn, your girl's the best. Brutal. <laughs> Absolutely brutal. Absolutely brutal. Um all right, let's go back to game one, man. Because I it sucks. I was on the road I was on the road a little bit when the series started, so we couldn't really keep our our consecutive game streak going, but the Cavaliers clearly, and LeBron at 51 points, they were inspired. I mean, inspired basketball. And honestly, they almost made you and I wrong on our three-and-a-half-game sweep. Clearly, when that thing went to overtime, they were going to get housed. They did. They only had 40 minutes in the ta- 48 minutes in the tank. What did you make of that whole J.R. Smith debacle at the end? Yeah, I, I, I mean, wow. It's, it, it's, it's just as, as that kind of a mistake for a professional basketball player is just really hard. That's going to stick with him forever. Now, I just, as, I guess in his defense, you know, after that score, like, I wasn't, I was trying to figure it out pretty quickly in my mind and be like, oh, hold on, you know, what did he do here? And, like, I felt like I was a little bit behind, too. Yeah. And so, but I, but also, I'm not making millions of dollars on the basketball court. So, so, you know, that was their chance. That was their chance to steal a game, and, you know, he screwed it up. And uh, I, I, I honestly i am not a J.R. Smith necessarily fan. I don't hate him as much as some other people hate him, but I do I do kind of feel bad for him right now because that's, that's good. That's going to sting. Yeah, that's going to sting. And also, I mean, one, J.R. Smith being J.R. Smith, it is what it is. But the fact that they had a timeout, and that nobody on the floor and Kai Lu, the coach, nobody on the bench was like screaming timeout, timeout, timeout. Uh, that's a problem too. And, and I think the point is that sequence essentially gave LeBron a get out of jail free card for this series and gave him a get out of jail free card for leaving Cleveland, don't you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that, you know, um, uh, I, I, he, I, I do agree with the way you phrased the question because I do think that he was looking for one. He was looking for something to point to to say, listen, this, this isn't the right organization for me right now. Yeah, I'm kind of forced to leave. And uh, I think J.R. Smith and, and the, the lack of um, coaching, you know, that that <clears throat> certainly is, a, is a, a reason to to leave. I think that, you know, Usually, like a coach before 
those free throws they even take taken yeah. will say, all right, if he hits one, you do this. If he hits, if he misses the second one, make sure you do this. You know what I mean? Like you know that you have that drilled into your head, and so that's the problem. Yeah, man, big problem, and that's kind of why. You know, and I don't give any credence to the Celtics rumors for LeBron, I, but like Brad Stevens would never let that happen. Um, but that's kind of why I think the Popovich Spurs angle is so interesting because like the Spurs would never let that happen, you know? Right. Um, Agreed. And, 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 you know, and for LeBron, because someone could say, well, LeBron could have called timeout too. Okay. Yeah. He could have, but he's been, he's busy scoring 51 points in 48 minutes and carrying. Like, he was doing everything but the kitchen sink. All everybody else had to do was remember there's a timeout. And, like, Pop would have done that. You know, Manu would have done that. Uh, you know, anybody in the Spurs, you know, Becky Hammond, the assistant coach, would have done that. You know what I mean? So, to yep. me, I don't think he's going to go to the Spurs, but, like, I think he deserves to go to a place where his basketball IQ is actually challenged in-house. And there's only a couple people out there who could go toe-to-toe with him on X's and O's, I think, in the coaching world. Obviously, I just named two of them in terms of Pop and Brad Stevens. And so... You know, you just hope the guy goes somewhere where, where you know, whatever. I mean, I love for I love for him to have a legitimate chance to not just make the finals, but win the finals. Because I do not want to watch another one-sided Warriors in four or five. I just don't. You know, you and me were talking a week and a half ago. We wanted Celtics Rockets just for the sake of Celtics Rockets, right? Yeah, um, but absolutely. But even if it was Celtics Warriors, I don't want Celtics Warriors round two if it's going to be another four or five game series that everybody knows is not a question of what but when. So. Uh, whether it's LeBron or anybody else, I mean, I'd just love to see a seven-game series or a six-game series that could have gone either way uh, in the finals. And, and I honestly, I can't believe Cleveland won one of these four. I really can't because that team wasn't better either, you know. Um, but LeBron did find a way, minus Kevin Durant. Pretty crazy stuff. Uh, Absolutely. Oh, yeah, no, I, I agree. But at the same time, you know, Kyrie, he – he does have the potential to be true. You know, the best player in the league. True. And Kyrie Irving, you know, he was scoring forty points a game um, when when they yeah playing out of his mind too. So you know, there, there was you can't forget about Kyrie. You actually make a really good point because actually, let's go back all the way to twenty fifteen, which I actually think you know people forget that LeBron didn't have Love, who was better than or Kyrie in twenty fifteen, and they still won. I think two games, right? Oh, I don't remember. I think it was a six-game series. But either way, it was a competitive series. And LeBron did that without Kevin Love or Kyrie. If he is Kyrie in that series, they might have won the first two of these. Do you know what I mean? And maybe Durant never goes to Golden State. You know, and maybe we're talking about a three-peat or a four-peat for LeBron. I mean, you know, so many what-ifs and we're just being, we're being ridiculous here at, you know, 12-21 at night. But, like, shoot, people forget that Kyrie didn't play in that first series four years ago and how and he didn't play tonight and clearly not having Kyrie makes the series a lot less competitive if you're the Cavaliers which makes me excited as a Celtics fan if you can stay healthy for a full season right like super excited I think I think think that he can you know what I mean I don't I I think this is an an anomaly this year so yeah I'm with you on that fingers crossed no doubt all right so any other revelations or, or take backs or theories or just things you want to get off your chest from the finals or from this season? And then, if not, any hot takes on impending free agency or the draft? No. no. You know what? I don't have any – you know, this season was what it was. My son, Braden, he's super excited about the Golden State Warriors, so shout-out to him. He's excited tonight. 
Um, but then other than that, you know, the, no hot takes on, on this past season. And then as far as, like, the free agency is concerned, uh, you know, it's, it's always it's always like an exciting time. I can't wait. I don't really have any hot takes, but I can't wait to see what happens and and who ends up, what what stars end up, you know, moving to new teams. I, I I find that very exciting, so I can't wait for it. Yeah. So let's let's circle that that time of year, which isn't, isn't too far away, frankly. Uh, it's kind of the beginning of July, honestly. But I think we should run it back, do a little free agent aftermath, NBA draft recap. I mean. Our boy, Danny Ainge, Trader Danny, you know, if he's not making moves, it's because he's ready to make moves, like, at the trade deadline or five years from now because he's like Kaiser Sose. So I feel like we should run this back for the draft slash uh, free agency period. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's good. I think the, the big question for, for Boston is, you know, that um, the whole situation with, you know, you have at the point guard position, you have Marcus Smart. You have Terry Rozier and you have Kyrie Irving, and then you, and then in the in the wings, you have you know Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and and um, Gordon Hayward. So it's like that's a lot of talent in that area, and yeah. then you know you might need to to bolster the front court a little bit. So it's it'll be interesting to see what happens. You, there's a lot of people I'd like to keep, but you can't keep everybody. So right, I mean, people forget the Celtics right. went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. And only brought back like four dudes from that roster this year, and went back again. So nothing is out of the realm of possibility for Danny Ainge. Nothing. And, and honestly, Brad Stevens could get forty wins out of a, out of a phone book of dudes. He could go through the phone book and pick five <laughs> dudes and five reserves, and he could get forty wins out of them. So always excited for the seas. Wish it had gone a little longer. Uh, definitely hats off to the Warriors. Um, you know, and hats off to the, to, to the to the Cavs for for finding a way to get it done with basically a really great player and a bunch of jabronis. Uh, all right, Marky. Well, we'll come back for free agency slash the draft. Appreciate you doing some of this playoff stuff. It was fun. Uh, to everybody else, it's the freestyle. We appreciate you listening and enjoy. Uh, I guess what is now baseball season and countdown to the Patriots. And I'm not gonna lie. I know you and your wife are big Pats fans. I am very worried that the wheels are coming off the bus this summer. Um, we don't have to get into it now, but I'm just saying, I just feel like Jimmy G is going to be in California winning Super Bowls, and we're going to have a 90-year-old quarterback, and Gronk's going to leave, and it's going to... I just feel like we're going back to the old Patriots. We might as well get the old uniforms out of the closet, because it's going to be dark, and it's going to get dark soon, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think... I think you, I don't know that you're right, but I have that same feeling, so we'll just have... Well, I think, I think what's happening is this thing, and this is really quick, just the thing you said at the beginning of the show about the Warriors, which is the Patriots have been doing it inexplicably forever, and I think last year was the first sign of, like, the wear and tear of, like, not only ego, but just, like, time and space and needing to do your own thing. Yeah, I think that, that Belichick... His 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 need to you know burnish his own legacy versus Tom Brady, who you know he's just kind of on his own planet at this point. You know everybody loves him, yep. but he's on his own planet. Also true. And so and so it's that's there's going to be a reckoning there, and I think I do think it's going to be this year. So we shall see. Maybe your maybe your son Braden will root for a second Bay Area team now, the Jimmy G led Forty ers Who knows? Who knows? But anyway, to all the kids out there who love the Warriors, good for you guys. Uh, good role models and all that stuff. All right, Marky, stick around for a couple seconds. We'll say goodbye. Everybody else, we'll see you soon. Marky, thanks for being on, buddy. For sure.